Look, I think basketball wins for a million different I reasons. I think a part of the reason why. I know what CJ looks like. Let's yeah, start with I that. I know what's like what's CJ. No helmets. Think about. Let's talk. About, let's be very meta about this. CJ's career, right? Like off of just this playoff run, the average solid sports fan knows CJ walking in a mall more than a nine-time Pro Bowler yeah, in the NFL. A hundred percent. Anybody. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. All right, three, two, one. Welcome to another edition of the Pull Up Pod. We have a very, very special guest today. He's been kind enough to share some time with us. We've already discussed baseball cards. We've seen the Kareem. We've seen the Jackie Robinson. We've seen the LeBron. I haven't seen the CJ McCollum, but it's okay. I'll give him a pass on that one. We want to welcome Gary V to the Pull Up Pod as always. Jordan Schultz here by my side. We have a lot to discuss today. First, we have to start with historically, like what you've been able to accomplish up to this point. I read a lot of research about you, how it all started with Lemonade. It moved on to baseball cards. Life's kind of coming back full circle. It is. Now with you leaving the wine industry. Um, thank you for what you did for the wine industry, honestly, with the e-commerce side. I order a lot of wine online now, and uh, my seller is, is very thankful. My family is very thankful. My fiance <laughs> is very extremely thankful, thankful because we're able to order wine directly from some of the apps we use. Uh, one of the apps in which we won't mention because they're not paying us right now. Um, it's, it's but if it's a- got two V's in it, I can hook you up. Oh, okay. Awesome, well we look forward to, to being introduced to two V's. I still know my wine game heavy. People sleep on my scales, I'm paying attention to everything. Yeah, we're gonna have to- Empathy, We're gonna have right to there. get some, some wine drops, but first let's just talk about what you've been able to accomplish this far. You, you've left the wine industry, well yep. you haven't exactly left it, but you've kind of ventured on to the tech world, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I, I, I helped grow my family's liquor store into a wine e-commerce player. I launched an e-commerce site in 1996, when you were five, so like a long time ago. Then my brother was sitting back here, AJ, and was you know growing up flipping cards and garage sales and other things I'm sure we'll talk on and we kind of probably somewhere around the time he was 13, 14, 15 started getting real real about you know we'll be in business together one day and even as young as he was then it was obvious it wasn't going to be at Wine Library so you know as as he was starting to get close to graduating we had a lot of things fantasy sports was real close yeah. I would say that'd be the other thing we almost started a fantasy sports and a business and a deal of day site we would have been so right because Groupon Living Social as long as we didn't raise too much capital uh, anyway nonetheless we started VaynerMedia so I did leave the wine business day to day in 2009 officially when we started VaynerMedia but it was really 2011 because I was still doing the wine thing I broke Crush It and the Gary B thing was starting to happen I loved the fact that AJ was kind of operating and learning. I was involved, but and and then eleven August of eleven during the NFL strike, uh, I I never forget. Like that's when I decided to go all in, and that September two thousand eleven is when I really kind of came and actually became CEO of Vayner Media, and that's what I run to this day. Um, And then AJ left Vayner Media three years ago, and we started Vayner Sports. We do sports representation in the NFL. Soon to be NBA. We talk about NBA talk about a lot. It. We so we talk. We probably talk most. We, we're very. I mean, he. Let me. Let, I'm not going to speak for him, especially because he's sitting right behind me. If he wasn't here, maybe I'd speak for him more. Um, but he's he's running that show. I have to kind of follow what he wants. I'm always like, I want to do everything, and that's kind of my nature. I think he gets very focused and executes. It's been three years in NFL now, though. Right. Yeah, three years. Drawn with Allison, Peyton Barber. Yep. Tyree Jackson now. Yep. I have Peyton Barber on my fantasy team. All right. Let's do it again. You have a dynasty league where you're going to have him this year? He's going to ball this honestly, year. Honestly, bring me into one of your fantasy leagues as well because I, I don't play to, football. You don't. I like the Jets too much. I don't play fantasy football. Wow. I can't play. I can't get going. Wow. 
Yeah. Interesting. I, I watch the games. Because when like different. little Lou's like watches us play the like Bengals and he's excited about some yeah. dope slot receiver yeah. getting a catch, yeah. Yeah. I get pissed. It changes yeah. your mindset when you watch. Like, yeah. I watch my Browns. Yeah. Like I usually pick the Browns defense. Like my mindset is completely different. Do you play fantasy basketball? I'm not technically allowed. Is it, um, so no. Got it. Yeah. I always think about that shit. Well, I, I would tired, love to be an athlete. I know. Gamble. I'm going to gamble. We gamble. I can't, I can't, we gamble. I can't work in basketball hey, right away. Hey, you I'm guys are not allowed game. to gamble outside of the NBA? No, you are. No, oh. but I mean gamble. Oh, you like, basketball. Like the over-under last night on Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I told, and I. was 21 and a half points and Steph was 30. Like, if you know the game, yeah. you're talking about easy money. Easy money. This Raptors. Is why, bro, I, this is why, I know we were talking about it off camera, but I can't get, I, this is why I need you investing heavily in basketball cards. Over CJ, under was three minutes heavy. to get to this. Joe's rolling over right now. Heavy. I'll, Joe, I'm calling you soon. Stand by, it. Joe. We'll get on a conference call. We can actually discuss right, you know, why we think we should. And that brings me to my next question. Please. Adaptation. Okay. How the, not only how, how the world has changed in the sense of understanding the importance of social media now. Yes. Understanding the importance of technology. You early investor in Facebook, Uber, Venmo, etc. How important is it to adapt, being able to change in, in terms of making your business successful, making your life successful? It's the, it's the singular core strength of my life. I think, it's, I think every single person that all of us put on a pedestal in society have disproportional capabilities to adapt. Let's talk about basketball because I'm just pumped you're here. And I, like, right? Think about, the, like, when I think about, so I'm just gonna throw a couple random things because I'm super pumped. Vince Carter, if you would have told me after a couple first two years of the league that Vince fucking Carter would be one of the people that could get to 40 years old and play in this league, he was the most one, at least from my perspective at the time, one-dimensional, high-flying, like like all the people we talk about, right, they adapted their game in year, the great superstars of this sport, they adapt their game in year three, four, five very commonly because they have to start adding things to the game if they want to truly go. So I think about business a lot because I love sports so much, like sports. And for me, I never put yesterday on a pedestal. I I think one of the real things that has made me successful is when I started investing in social media for both Wine Library and then for myself, I didn't put email and Google AdWords and .com on a pedestal, even though that's what was foundational in helping me take my dad's liquor store from a three to a 30 at that point, million dollar business. If I kept putting that on a pedestal, I would have lost. I basically wake up every day and think I'm only as good as my last at bat. You know, it's funny having AJ here, I think about competition, we're competitive as brothers and we love it. We always have this fun thing like, I, this is funny, bro. I know we talk about this a lot. We haven't talked about it in a little while. This whole notion of like, are you actually 14 and two against the other person? Or since you last won the last one, you're the actual oh, champion? Yeah, yeah. It's a very funny thing AJ and I have as brothers. Like, I'll make up, like, let's just say ping pong. Like, if, you know, we're even-ish in the scheme of things. I don't really know what it is. But let's just say that AJ was like 63 wins, 49 losses to me in ping yeah. pong. But if I won the last match, like we've always kind of put that on a higher pedestal. We think of it as heavyweight title. But I thought you said you don't want to dwell on the past. I you don't, don't which is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're saying you're only as good as your last at bat. And it doesn't matter. Like I went through a period, this is our one-on-one career. Cause I'm 11 years older, I probably won the first 150 games one-on-one. More. More. That's how my brother did me. And we always said you're only as good as your last game. So like he could beat me a hundred times. But that and one then, time I won, like. Let me make sure I, I get this down. I won when I was 17. 
I like remember the entire thing vividly. Give me some. I want to. Yeah, I want. I want. We're at the house in Jersey. AJ Vanderchuck, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. We're at the house in Jersey, and we were playing, and I was finally like your height. Seventeen, <laughs> like, I was finally the same height, and I remember I was like able to get a, like I didn't get a single offensive rebound the first sixteen years of my life. Because I'm trying out here. Oh yeah. Because I knew what the you, next you part knew of this. What it was story, I knew what yeah. the next part of the story was gonna be. Yeah. Which is. Yeah, then, I lost two hundred games. <laughs> yeah. Then I won and. I remember like just running off the court into the house, telling mom and dad. I was dead. He was pissed. Like, I was, was dead. This is this is in your in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. Not in Belarus. The funniest, part, the funniest <laughs> part about this is, I equally remember four years ago when I started getting into shape, and yeah, finally beat back. AJ in That's a true. game and started snagging some wins back. Okay. I ran into the house and started cheering. <laughs> four years ago. Uh huh. Four years ago, I started getting my health up, which helped me with cardio, yeah, right. which was the big right. variable. Like that, you know, just slight edges, right? That, I mean, this is the best talking, like to an athlete. Like I treat business more like sports than almost anybody I know, mainly because I don't talk to people enough about it, but I really do. It is like fucking effort matters. Yeah. Like when you guys are watching film, at like post game and you know that you didn't put that effort and you think about what that rebound could have been to what that run started to ha- like this is real life like when like Tyler just left which is too bad like sometimes he's like man you just fucking traveled 13 hours from Qatar but this person wants to have a meeting I'm like let's do it on the upper east side he's like man you sure you don't like I'm like I'm either going to put in the effort to take this meeting or I'm not look look how hard both of us fought for this today right yeah. we're fighting we've been trying we're to fighting. do this for for a year Long time. Long. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so so yeah. adaptive, yeah. the most on a pedestal. Like your ability to not get high on your own supply, I think is a huge indicator of who you're going to be. And what I use that analogy as, it doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It is more like playoff basketball. Like new day, new game, new mentality. I, huge factor. I still for me. remember the first time I beat my brother in a series because we always played best of seven because we always say it's easy to beat somebody mm-hmm. once it's fluke mm-hmm. like college. Tournament. How much older is he than you? Three, Three and, and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So first time I beat him, I was in his in his uh, college campus and I was winning. I was up three. I was up like. 3-2, best of seven. Mm-hmm. And they kicked us out of his gym at Goshen College in Indiana. So I was pissed because I was like, we have to restart the series. <laughs> yeah. You can't like, you can't resume. You got to yeah. restart the series. So he used to always tell me like, when you can beat me, you'll be ready for the NBA. And I didn't beat him until um, my junior year in college, like a series. And that's the year we beat Duke. I was just going to say, junior year was the Duke year. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Eric Eric is, has, is 31. 30. 30. He's been playing in Europe a really long time. He's one of like the most productive yep. European players. Yep. And uh, so if you play him now, though, it's still pretty close. Yeah, but I'll beat him now. Yeah, We haven't played in, like, years because our, our season's intersect. Yeah. So you should make it a pay-per-view. His season. That'd be should, great. We should play for bread. We should play and, yeah. like, have that And make it a thing. We'll be the line. That's, we always, yeah. we played last summer a little bit, me, him, Raymond Fallon, and somebody else, like, in one-on-one-on-one. But he's usually resting. His season ends now. He's resting, and then I start training like a couple weeks later, and he's in his rest phase. So we don't like try. It's like fighting someone who's wounded. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, of course. Brothers. Like when I see Steph and, and Seth, I'm like going for Seth. Little brother. Yeah. yeah. AJ's got this whole thing. Most of his best social media is when he makes a funny little brother reference. I mean, there's there's so many little brothers in America. Like they all can relate to like what we're saying, even uh-huh. if it's not sports. Like you remember the first time you beat up your brother, or like get, or hit him first. You know which one AJ gets me on the most? Mm. The Manning one. Everybody thinks it's Peyton older, Eli Younger, whatever, but he always calls me Cooper. Cooper, I knew you were going <laughs> to. I didn't even yeah. make, I didn't make the league. Pe- Cooper was, was a great player. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. 
Did you see Arch Manning? Did you have you seen Arch Manning, the eighth grader, who's now playing on the varsity? Uh, isn't that Cooper's son? Yes, yeah, Arch son. Manning. He's fourteen. I, I feel bad for that kid. He's fourteen. He's looking at that kid like this is my revenge. <laughs> he's in the same high school. Yeah, no, I've seen it. You know, Odell went to the same high school. Yep. This kid is throwing like fifty-yard bombs. Yeah. He's gonna. He's a freak. Oh, he's talking about the middle. The, kid the Arch. He's in eighth grade. He's eighth grade. Already on varsity. His name is Arch. He's As nice. an Archie, I get man. It. He threw like three touchdowns. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Looks like I want to buy his cards now. Yeah. yeah so, so let's let's talk a little cards. Yeah. So everybody loves to make investments that they think are going to be ultimately yes. worth their worth their while. Baseball cards specifically, basketball cards specifically for you. What was the impetus to this? That's funny you said that. It's funny what you just said. The one of the there's multiple pillars. My son getting to an age where he got into it, huge pillar. But the number one true pillar is I get DM'd and emailed thousands of times a day with the following question. Hey Gary Vee, I have $2,000, how should I invest it? Wow. And it's a tough one, because it's a funny number, but it's much more normal in the real world. So two I grand? Get, yeah, yeah, two grand, that's like you know, 1,500, right. 800 bucks. I get a lot of yeah. funny kind of questions like that. And I'm like, okay, like what are they actually trying to achieve? Because I want them to invest in companies I believe in like an Amazon and, and, a, and a Facebook and a Netflix. But I also know that those companies have matured to a level where I like it as in 10 years that 800 bucks in 10 years could be 2400, right? Like, but that's not what they're actually asking me. What they're actually asking me is like, hey Gary, I have a thousand bucks and because of where I'm at in my life right now, I'd love to have 4,000 in a year. And I don't play like that. I don't know short-term, like quick scores. I play. I'm a marathon runner, yeah. and people are asking me how to get out the gate as a sprinter. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I run marathons. All of a sudden, I'm watching the sports card market now. Now we're going on over a year, but really hot last August. And I'm watching and watching and watching and watching. And a couple months ago, I kind of came out and started getting real aggressive about this. I believe. Let me give you. Let me give you a, a comp. I bought. I bought a ton of Giannis rookies in September and October for the Prism, which is like the core Prism rookie card. This top scroll, but for the Prism, Prism rookie card, I was buying them at 160 bucks. What Prism mean? Prism. Oh shit! Prism is the company that makes them. Uh, okay. Panini's the company. Okay. This is the type of Panini card. Okay. It's called Prism. This is kind of the core basketball card right now, right? There's a bunch of different ones, but this is the core. And and then you can see this is in a plastic. They get graded when they're in perfect condition. PSA 10. I was buying Giannis PSA 10s for 160 bucks in pop, October. Pop, one, 160 yeah. a pop, okay. They were 650 bucks two weeks ago. They're down to 500 because the run's over. That's a real return. Right. For the, and I don't have an answer anywhere else. There's flipping, which is why I keep telling people to go garage selling and thrift storing. But the one place I believe, unless the economy collapses, that is definitely going to go up. I mean, the, four, the 500 Luca rookies I bought, They've gone from fucking 45.50 to 80 in a month. Like, it's real. Like, and so for me, I mean, I pinged you, I never ping you, I'm busy as fuck. I pinged you one late night, I'm like, hey, like all cryptic and shit. Hey bro, what second year player do you think is gonna be good next year? You remember when I was in <laughs> Yeah. I get this really weird note <laughs> from, from Gary. It, it, by the way, it was way earlier for me. Love it. But, it was, but I was like, why, is you, why are you hitting me this late? Because yeah. I knew you are on the East Coast. Yeah, it must I'm have been like 3 a.m. Yeah, something. I'm like literally laying on eBay. And he's like, yo, who do you research. like? He's like, who do you like? That's what, young and up and coming and under the radar. Yeah, and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, what players are like the next great ones? 
And did I started. Me ask me? No, you're too. You're already great. I was thinking about like no, year two. You text me, ask me uh, for, for my advice. CJ, I'm who's yours? CJ, who's you right now? Hold on, hold on. Let's no, say no. who I said though. Not until CJ right now says okay, his fine. two or three fine. favorite are going into either year two, so they were a rookie this year, or year three. I'll let you slip and do a year four yeah, guy, year four. but they have. I that's like it. That. That's I like it. That. I'm going in a year. You're going to year seven. I yeah, think. you're a vet. Bro. You're, you're a vet. You're old as fuck. You're old. I'm getting old. Um, Who caught your attention? Let's make it year, more fun. Year one going to year two guys. Or year, I think year two to year three is still fine. Both play. Yeah. Who caught your attention this year that you were kind of like, oh, okay, young, either rookie or second year. Darren Fox, yep. even though he's one to two, that was that was very. Okay, Gary, that was one of my guys to you. I told yeah, you, everyone. Yeah, this is you already said you were on. Your Siakam was yeah, good. Siakam, Siakam is Siakam's about to get 170 million. Yeah. Um, and I'm about to make 17,000 on some rookie flips. Okay, so that's two. Hey, I'll take hey, my 1% or 0.01%. Um, <laughs> I'm going team to team. I really like this the younger kid in Memphis who did, he's going to be going Jaren Jackson. He's going to be going from 1 to 2. He's yeah. going to be really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, We're on that too. I mean Kuzma like those guys are like yeah, that's, more that's easy. Kuzma, I mean Donovan Mitchell, those are guys who are like yep, already yep. they're already there. Anybody really sneaky that you can think of that you see doesn't get as much pub that since you were on the court or because you're thoughtful like this, you're kinda of sitting there and be like, huh. Like something that's not as obvious right now. Because that's where the money's made. I would say I was Because everybody I would, knows like Fox. Yeah, give, I, it's hard how about to someone so like with, so many players. I was gonna say like roster. John Collins, I like I was gonna well John Collins. Not is John Collins, the other kid. The kid the redhead? Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter. Okay, yeah. so Herter. Look, look them up right now. That's one right there. I agree. Look that up right this. I wanna know right this up. Luke, we're buying right now. Because this is gonna air later. I want some too. Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter, Maryland. See, these are the conversations you gotta have with like the KDs of the world. Like, so I hit up KD about this shit. Like, so when you hit KD, I sent him the same fucking cryptic message. Him, I'm like, yo, what do you think? Because like we we look at players differently. Like we can see the ceiling like before it happens. A hundred percent cheap, right? CJ's a consultant. I know. Or Let's you go. guard a guy, you like oh, clean up, yeah. do your homework right like, now. I know he's cheap. Like the first I know the market. First time you guarded who? First time I guarded Kevin Booker, I was like, oh shit, he's gonna be nice. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you guarded. Of course you know. And this is like this is like before he's. Yeah, Devin Booker. Like, I also you see it. You're like, oh shit. You Devin know who Booker I love everything. asking? Dra- I love dra- talking to Draymond. I love people who like defending. Draymond. Yeah, because I like people who like they, to defend. Then you could actually say, you know what? That guy was tough. My entire thesis yeah. on Luca is based on Draymond. Luca, yeah. I knew Luca was. You should ask me about him. My brother played against him in Europe. You tell the story. Him. So I watched him three games last year in the in the Euroleague before he came over. Yep, I watched yep. his Euroleague championship. And I asked my brother, my brother's like a realist. I said, how good is he? He's like, he's going to be top five. He's, he's like, if he adjusts to the NBA pace, which he should because of spacing, there's not a lot of space in Europe. Uh-huh. And the fact that like the veteran players were like entrusting him to hit big shots. He was hitting game winners. He, his swag was crazy. That's, you, that you beat me to it. That's the thing about him that's so obvious. That's, that's the one thing that I love about sports, especially now being in the agent game, wanting to buy the New York Jets. I can't wait to have full control to see how right I am about emotional intelligence variable. Everything I, and it doesn't always work because sometimes I'm like, he's such a leader, but a hundredth of a second speed yeah. actually matters. Yeah. Like, I'm thoughtful enough about that, right. but fuck, the human will fucks with me. Like, I believe in that shit. Especially if I know what kind of kid you are. Because you could be a great human will, leader, effort guy on the court, but you might be a fucked up kid off the yeah. court. If I know everything, I don't know, I feel excited about. You, you know there's another name too. How about Mitchell Robinson? What do you think? He's going to be good, but yeah. you never know what's going to happen in New York yeah. with the He's free raw. agency. You know? How about Trey? Ice Trey? Trey you put the yeah. Tra- you yeah, locked up the Mitchells? Yeah, that's, Too obvious. Yeah, that's, 
I mean, you talk about the guy who scored 49 in a game. He had multiple games of 15-plus assists. I think he's the, the first rookie in the history of the NBA to have multiple 15-plus point-per-game assists. And he contributed to, like, 80% of, like, offense in a game. Right. And, he, and he's also going in an era where a Curry framework has been created. Right. So people right. are even more excited yeah. about him. Yeah, I was talking to uh, a coach about him, and he said that, Lou, are you and AJ buying up this kid's card? Wait, AJ, hold on, AJ, AJ, can you buy some for me? AJ just bought some Kevin's right in your mouth. I do not because you're my mouth, Dick. AJ just bought them in my mouth, Dick. No, no, they're yours. Lou, get your shit together. AJ's crafty out here. Misspell his name. Misspell. I haven't you watched me overpay? Haven't you learned? Fine, I'll start overpaying. He needs this? Yeah, got it. I got you. I'll dramatically <laughs> I think I think this is really special, this this card thing. I, I had no idea. I, I thought as a kid, cards were the greatest thing ever. My number one objective in this in this thing in this interview, Jordan, is, is to, to not only cut you off, it's mm-hmm. to I see I've noticed it's, that. It's to have a courtside photo with me and CJ next year. With cards. At, at the game, Moda. Holding cards. A CJ card. Like we're holding cash. You know how those kids hold cash on Instagram? Yeah. CJ and I are going to be holding rookie cards. This is great though because as long as you continue to help me from a business standpoint yeah. and not just like with incentive on how to do things but the quotes. I love the quotes. The push up one that you... So that stuff circulates back to me. Like I follow you, I see it and then I wait for it to come up in like my on my page on someone's story. You know what's really funny too and like, like people that I'm fans of I'm always... I analyze so heavy who I fuck with, what they engage with for my stuff. Like that's been a lot of fun for me the last six months as like, you know, I'm sure this happened to you. This definitely happened to you. Like, I, actually, I'm gonna ask it since we're just jamming. Who's the guy you stepped on the court with your rookie year that you were like, I cannot believe I am literally about to play a game against? Kobe. Yeah. So like to me, that happens, that's what's so great about my life right now. I was a, I'm a business kid. When I, I and I'm older than you millennials. Business wasn't cool. Like entrepreneurs in today's world are on the same pedestal or on an emerging pedestal as athletes and rappers. I'm watching people think I'm cool. It blows my mind. Every day somebody follows me or engages with a piece of content that I'm like, I can't believe this person fucks with me. But it's you, the best. You know, part please, of that is because please. now athletes it's becoming more acceptable and athletes are embracing 100%. the entrepreneurial spirit. 100%. That wasn't alive five years ago. That's right. I think we're more educated too yeah. on how we can capitalize on this. 100%. Like you said before, I looked at you know Kareem's contract, five years, 1.25 million. Which yeah, for everybody who's listening, that was the I most, just pulled out a Kareem rookie yeah. to flex a lot. Five years, 1.2 million. You don't have a Kareem rookie. I don't, but I have a great one. card collection that my mom collected back in the day. And we just Your mom collected it? My mom used to collect cards for us because we loved Athlete, so we had the Jordan sign rookie car, like all that stuff. But I don't know stuff. Allen Iverson, like we had everybody we liked, she would go buy. So, like, if we wanted to throw back jersey, the Mike Bibby, whatever yep. it was, <laughs> she would go buy it. That's cool. And then we'd try to get the card signed. So, it's it's talking about throwback. The way, the way Drake trolled. trolled last night was pretty remarkable. Oh, we, I, the, the CJ and I have been talking about this for the last however many hours. Jordan, he, Jordan, I think it's he can't separate I can't. Drake. From the fan, like he thinks that it's disrespectful. I'm like, if you heard what fans said to me, you wouldn't like most of America. Right. Drake, all he said was, "You're trash." Like, and, and oh, what he said like a friendly, That's like a friendly back and forth. Didn't look friendly. Yeah, because you just lost the final game. Because it's off. not friendly in the hundredth of a second. AJ and I have not been friendly with. I love AJ more than anybody on earth. AJ and I have not been friendly a lot in a microsecond. 
Lou, what is going on here? I can't check out. He's You're checking destroying. out before. I can Lou, check please. Out. He's Lou. literally checking out before. He's faster at typing than you. Absolutely. His shit is saved. Mine's not. Saved. And while we're saved. while we're on the topic of excuse, while we're on the topic of, of trading cards and rookies, we have to look at this upcoming draft. This, we have to Lou, you know what? We only have one move yeah. here. Yeah, Use my money power. Draft. Even though EJ has money power, he won't go as hard as us. Go find every one of one signed. Let's go heavy. Okay. We can't beat the, we can't beat we can't beat AJ in the base rookie game. Let's go to the oh, national I, treasure. We had all these for AJ, but we're keeping these now. <laughs> Got it. Don't give so AJ anything. When, and upcoming draft pending, right? Yes. Draft coming in June. Yes. I'll help you with rookie cards, but first we have to talk about the Knicks. Okay. What the Knicks should do in free agency? Yes. What do you think the Knicks should do in KD. free agency? And the Zion effect. Yes. In the league or how the do you... Zion effect in general. We're talking about arguably the most hyped player, player since LeBron. Since LeBron. Yeah. It's a, not arguably. He's the most hyped player since LeBron. Right. Who's going to be heading to New Orleans. That's fine. Cleveland sucks too. I'm from Ohio. We can't, That's fine, we but can't it's true. Ride. We can't That's fine. I mean, New Orleans is a better city in culture than Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, I mean, I know where you're going, but like, 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 and listen, the hometown factor with LeBron made it far more acceptable. Harvard, get in here. Our biggest NBA fan is here. Get in here. You got to make sure 137 gives CJ a lot more love too. So I need to connect you guys after. Um, I think, I think Zion going to New Orleans is great. Couple reasons why. One, New Orleans is a fucking fresh ass city. It is. It is a cultural city. I understand the situation on the team, but every team, do you know how bad the Golden State Warriors and the New England Patriots were when I was coming up? They were the shittiest places to play. That's like, all these kids are so lost. Let me say it one more time for everybody who thinks stars go into shitty places is bad. The two of the eight shittiest sports teams in all four major sports during my prime junior high and high school years were the Golden State Warriors and the New England fucking Patriots. Constantly in the top five picks, sucked shit, even with Run DMC, you know, and Mullen and Mitch Richmond and fucking Hardaway, like Patriots sucked shit. One in fifteen, they were like, like their only win would be about against the fucking Jets. Like <laughs> everybody sucked. Do, do you know shit. dog shit the Chicago Bulls were before Jordan came? It yeah. always takes a superstar. So I don't think it's bad. And more importantly, with the way the NBA is now, let him go there and do his thing. What is it? Four or five years now? Five, six? What is it? For what? What, what's his like four years good. and then, and then he's gonna go to fucking a big city basically you don't turn seven, down you don't, seven right? but it's, it's basically seven because of yeah. yeah seven good he'll be young as fuck yeah. he'll be 20 he'd be 20, fucking five, 26 yeah. whatever the fuck he's gonna be and then let him decide where the fuck he wants to go that takes me to my next point <laughs> I like I like the mentality the mindset I think he's gonna be good in the NBA I said that at a, if it's a bad year he averages 17 and 8 I said for Luka Doncic, if it's a bad year, he averages 15 and 5. He obviously didn't have a bad year. He averaged 20, 21 and 7. Rookie cards you should buy out of this upcoming draft, just, just while we're here. Zion is the obvious one. Ja is the obvious one. I would go. He says. He, I love Tyler Hero. He's a, he Big has fan. dreams about Tyler Hero. He's, he's, he's brought Tyler Hero up. Ten times. In the last two weeks. All yeah. the rookie cards are going to be overpriced because the market's Kevin hype as fuck. So you got to wait. You gotta yes. Wait, wait Here, notice how, who I asked you for, and this is now educating people because I don't want them to blindly waste their money. Right. Every basketball rookie card will be underpriced except for if anybody becomes a top 15 all-time player. So Zion has to actually, Zion cards are going to be so expensive out the gate. Yeah. He will probably have to be a top, he has to be a top 
50 player, probably top 25, most likely top 10, for you to be pumped. In the league right now? No, no. All in time. 20, in 20, oh in 20 God, years. You gotta catch the next cycle. I think you should get Kevin Porter. Brick is huge on Kevin, Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter is incredibly yeah, talented. Just, just a point of I reference. I know, I know. He's the same high school as Jamal Crawford, Nate Robinson, Doug Christie. And he's going to be good. It's just a he, matter of how good. He's, he might be the most talented of all of them. No, I know. It's all about, like, I don't know. You know, I hear the headlines, so I'm not going to go deep on this. It yeah. all depends on wh- yeah. how he acts off the field. Right. Where, off the are we, where are we at on, on um, Cam Reddish? I like Cam's potential. I'm just not sure. The role, I got to tell you all the time, everybody's good, right? Yeah. It's just the role you have yeah. on your team, where you go. When you're the number one pick, they empower you. If you're, a t- if you're a lottery top 10, depending on who's in front of you, you're going to, they're going to empower you and give you every opportunity sense. to succeed. There's some guys that are good enough to play, but it's based on where they were drafted and who's in front of them and your coach. Some coaches don't like to play young players. Yeah. You look at, like, look, look at my situation. I go 10th pick in the draft. 11th pick was Michael Carter Williams, my boy. He goes to the Sixers. He wins rookie of the year. I'm the 10th pick. I break my foot. I'm behind Wesley Matthews, Nick Batum, um, Mo Williams, who retired, Dame. I'm behind. One max player, a guy who made eighty million in one in, in one contract, mm-hmm. uh, Mo Williams, who won a, won a championship, yeah. was an all star, and I just get drafted into that situation. And and we have Steve Blake, Maryland great. So <laughs> I was one pick away from going to the Sixers and being the starting point yeah. guard. You know what I'm saying? Like that matters. And yeah. you look at the draft, like the location of the draft. Your coach, you get a coach who doesn't like young players. Costa, my teammate, gets drafted by the Utah Jazz when Jerry Sloan's still there. Doesn't Jerry, play young guys. Jerry Sloan doesn't play young guys, and he doesn't like finesse bigs, bigs that can shoot. Right, That right there was, Kufa's a finesse big who can shoot. He told him, don't shoot outside the paint. Changed his entire career. You're talking about a guy who came out. He was getting dirt and whiskey comparisons. To me, to yeah, me, that, that this is a really fun conversation. To me, I believe in that variable so heavy in the short term, and what I've been thinking about my whole life is what about in the long term? So I buy everything CJ just said times a thousand. I've always been fascinated by How does that apply to business then? And well, everything is, you do. This is actually where I'm going. Yeah. And you Wait, got mad employees here. We're yeah. You're going to yeah. appreciate this. This is what I think about where, where are the differences in sport and business. So here's my thing. Okay. I have a bunch of people that come up to me and they say blah, 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 blah. And I go, cool. I go, but in the end, if you're so fucking great, like you're telling me, that shit will play out because your greatness will break through your circumstance. And that is part of what being great is. That's true. I buy somebody who thinks they're a great entrepreneur failing in their first two businesses. But before they die at 99, they're gonna have to put a W on the board. What I don't know, because I don't view sports as entrepreneurship because you don't control, like in entrepreneurship, you can just bounce and it's you and the market. What I'm curious about is, what is somebody all-time great? At, take injuries off the table because injuries is real. Circumstance. To me, if you're so fucking great, even if somebody hates playing young players, you always have free agency, you're gonna get another at-bat, this and that. I'm curious, CJ's right, but this is why I think CJ's having his career now that he's having. Like My big thing outside of injuries, if it's coaching, circumstances, bad contracts in front of you, good contracts in front of you, eventually that shit plays out I'm curious what your thought is about that. I think to a Has point, anybody retired and said, I was all-time great, and you can believe them because they can give you a compelling enough answer? I think you're right to an extent. I think that greatness is bound to show at some point, but... Greatness, not very good. Greatness. Greatness. You can't, you can't, be, you can't say you're fucking great 
and then tell me the 37 excuses to why it didn't happen. Right. That's like the anti-definition of great. Injuries yeah. is the only one. Injuries the only one. I think injuries the only one, but I think that, I mean, I've seen, I've been in the league going into my seventh year, and I got guys I played with yep. who I knew were nice. Like, they just needed the right... Circumstance. The right circumstance. They needed to be believed in, and I think at times they weren't believed in. They weren't empowered. Whereas I've seen guys be empowered that weren't good. Got good in, like, doorstep of great, where they're like, man, if he in the right situation, he could really be a savage. And, and that's what I said about Trey Young. If Trey Young goes through the, the wrong situation and his coach doesn't let him shoot 30-footers... Yeah. And if Steph doesn't... Listen, if this the Warriors is real. don't if trade Steph, Monte... And if... Oof. If the Warriors... Do, think we, about this. Let's all... We talk about when they traded Monte... Let's for a second. Everybody, they traded Monte. They Steph almost was, traded Steph. Steph was nice. They almost traded Steph. They almost traded and Steph. And Steph was the one doorstep of greatness. Wasn't there yet. Remember, Brandon Jennings scored 50 mm -hmm. on his head in Milwaukee. He wasn't there yet. He wasn't there yet. He was on his way to greatness. You see what I'm saying? Like, he was a great player and it was bound to happen, but think about his circumstance if he gets traded to I believe it, man. I believe it. This is where great versus very, I think there's a lot of people who could have been six-time All-Stars who were fringe players because of circumstance and encouragement and chance and a million things. Great, though I hate when people are like, I'm great, and I, like, I'm like, great breaks through everything. That's why it's fucking great. So, wait, hold on. If you're getting, if you, if you have it in you to be great, and you By never- By definition, great should, that, that if you didn't end up being great, but if you you should not great. it should, but there, okay. there's a okay. few circumstances and situations to where if your coach doesn't play you, because I've seen guys be great in practice. You think about our roster. It was yeah. me, Will Barton. We both were getting DMPs. I signed for $106 million with more on the way. Will signs yeah. years later. We're talking about we weren't playing yeah. at all. That was my guy. I, I was going to say with Will, did you know he was going to be that this big time? I seen him in practice every day. I was like, we. I was. I used to tell him all the time. One day, like one of us isn't going to be here. Like it's obvious. The writing's on the wall. They're going to keep both of us. One of us isn't going to be here. We. He was literally talking about going to Russia to play in Europe because he was like, I can't mentally. He's like, I can't yeah. take this. Like coming to the arena every day, not playing. But that's knowing that you're killing in practice. Start Bro. killing. We used to beat the starters in practice. You Bro. see what I'm saying? Like, of that's course, a, I see what you're saying. That's to a me, line to fuck. me, like, to me, this is the definition of great. If you're so fucking great that like you don't break down mentally, I mean that mental in sports yeah, it's, it's, and you, in life and see, in business. See, I mean, we knew we were going to play at some point, okay. but it's Jordan, crazy to look Jordan, back. Do you know how many people bailed on a business one month before it was going to make the turn that was going to make it actually go? Have you have you done that? You don't know. I don't know. I'm if saying I have. though, have you have you ever no. thought, looked back, no. and said, okay? No, but but that's because it's impossible. I bailed on initiatives, side hustles, things. I don't. So the answer is. Nobody knows, but it's happened. You, this, this is a great point. Before we, we transfer over to it, two things. So our backcourt was Alan Crabb, 75 million in Brooklyn, myself, 106 million, Wesley Matthews, 80 million, Nicholas Batoon, 125 mm -hmm. million, Dame, he's gonna get 200 million. Will? Um, Will Barton, 70, 80 million. I don't think the organization knew we were all gonna be on the borderline of great, you know what I mean? They thought that we had some good potential, good players, but the fact that they all, they picked us all up meant that they seen something in all of us. 100%. And my next point, all right, turning, turning the page a little bit to back to business, I watched your, so how I got my uh, business manager and, and my uh, financial advisor, I sent them the video of you talking about uh, Snapchat. Okay. What, what is it? Your friend, your friend was- uh, Uber? Uber. Uber, <laughs> your friend was trying to get you to invest. Sorry, <laughs> sore subject. No worries. I watched you talk about it. I sent it to him and I said, I've been trying to meet with Gary for like a year. We're going to meet and I'm going to ask him about this. Uh, yep. Obviously, you talked about it briefly. Yep. That's a situation where he tried to get you to invest in it and you were like, I don't know. That's right. 
Are you so asking why? I guess, uh, okay, I guess my question is, you talk about like missing something by like... It hurts even more than that because like again, and it's fun to have it right over your head, that collage right there with my books, right. the top left one, Crush It, it's the first book I wrote. So it's your first book, right? And in acknowledgments, I thank my family and one person, Travis. Think about how close we were to like, he, he and he helped me with that book because he wasn't doing anything at the time. He was in between gigs right. and he just wanted to read it. And we were real homies, like me, AJ, Travis, like real homies. Like he was in the office the other day hanging with me and AJ. Real homie. It's, it's my favorite part about life. I preach offense over everything, right? I believe right. in it and everything. Uber was a defensive moment. I just bought an expensive apartment, so I was way less liquid than I wanted. They had it as a side project. I just failed in a side project called Corked, which is a wine social network. Garrett, who came up with the idea, Camp, and Travis hired other people to run Uber Cab, which is the name of the company originally. Wow. Yeah, where's the, and there's a sign in here where AJ, this is literally an email from Uber. Come on. To AJ, read this email. This is literally AJ. Hey AJ, I want to say thanks for being our first ever Uber rider in New York. How was your experience? I also saw that so you were crazy. looking for another ride last night, but we had no cars available. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm so sorry about this. No I've credited credit your, your account with $10. Imagine what this $10 is worth now. When Dude. is that? When we is that? Asked, uh, this is 2011. April 8, 2011, 11.06 a.m. And, no and it has a picture of your, your ride. So, so we were there. The, you were this, right there. This was the closest I've That's been right. professionally to, you can put it down anywhere, to the Jets. Because yeah, yeah, if I made my normal investment, yeah. right now with the current valuation, we're talking four, five, six hundred million. Yeah. Like I'd really probably be with having dinner with Dolan right now and being like, yo, sell it to me. I could be a good face. Like we get KD. Like, it'd be, <laughs> you know, like, like let me be a partner, minority. I'll just be the face. Like one of those kind of, like so, yeah man, I'm, like I, CJ, I love it. Like, look, you probably feel this way too, right? Like, let's actually, let's like bounce it back to like make it contextual. You just had a very interesting series, right? I watched a lot of it. I, I haven't watched, ba- like it's funny, it didn't get, I, I wanna bring it up now. It's really hard for me to evaluate basketball because I'm so rusty. Because I'm just not, I, it's so fun. Between basketball cards, moving to Hudson Yards and being close to the garden, buying Ryan Harwood's company who's a crazy basketball fan, and the sports card things, like it's so fun. Like I'm so close to being back fully to basketball. Cause in my four years of high school, which are your, I always think are prime sports years for everybody. Right. Like that was the Knicks run. So I adored basketball, but then I got busy as an entrepreneur and I couldn't really follow. Plus the Knicks have been just atrocious for two and a half decades. Hmm. But like I watched, it's crazy. I watched more of your last playoff series that just wrapped up than I than of seasons of Knicks over the, like of seasons of Knicks over the last two decades. Jeez. So I watched it carefully. I know because I'm I, like what's amazing about sports is a couple of plays. I'm sure coming off of that series, it's never fun to get swept. It's right. never fun to be on the doorstep of the finals. Right. What's probably wild, and I don't know your demeanor. I know me, that if I was on your team, I'd be thinking about like seven or eight moments that happen that I'm like, fuck, that, that, those four plays makes it a seven game series, you know? And so that's how I think about Uber. For me, it feels inevitable. I'm gonna get mine, but it's a, it's a part of the game. Like there was an email that I didn't respond to from airbedandbreakfast.com which was what Airbnb was called before it was called Airbnb. A bunch of people just found out what the BNB stands for. I have an email from the founders of Air Bed and Breakfast that say, we just wanna meet you. 
you're like a hero to like something. I'm, I don't want to put words in their mouth. It was like we fuck with you, Gary Vee. Would you meet with us? We have this new startup. I didn't even fucking answer the email. If I answer that email and I take that coffee, maybe I put 25k into that. That's another half a billy. So <laughs> like you know like I don't know like it's life. yeah it's life. I go you know you go out and do things and like you know that's part of the game, man. I'm just trying to take shots, and and hopefully more will go in, but. The one great thing about entrepreneurship and why I love so many of you young athletes getting into it, I watched and learned as I got older how many athletes go through depression post basketball, football, baseball because they can't get that high anymore. Yeah, that high is crucial. And for me, what's so great about what I do is I have that high every day and I get to do it till I'm 90 and my knees and my back and all these things. The fact that a lot of you are gonna be able to maybe not fully get there because everyone's got different makeup plus the intensity of that, but it is an incredible high. Let me ask you this, uh, G. When you think about athletes that have come to you, and, and I know that you, you know a lot of guys want advice, right? They want guidance. Yep. What is it about the modern day athlete, guys like CJ, that are empowered beyond their actual sport? What is it that you connect with more than maybe a regular business person? I think I think I love athletes, and I think they feel that. I think there's that. I feel like I came from adversity. Um, I think they feel that. I uh, there's Ryan. You shook your head hard. Go ahead. I I, I love it. I'm, it's, the, it's, his, it's his outward competitive spirit. Right. Right. Where business people like to keep that inward and not show that on their sleeves. He's more of like an athlete like that. He wants to show you they'll rip your face off. See, yeah. I think I think that <laughs> I think I think that is me and Draymond have the craziest interaction today. 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 Off of yesterday. T- what happened? I told Draymond that's the same shit I do. Except I'd probably punch Drake in the fucking face. <laughs> and miss a game. And miss a and game. Like fucking bullshit. Well, he, he can't miss a game. You already missed game I five. But we like, know we can't I remember. Uh, but like, like, I fucking get it. The kick hurt around. I fucking get yeah. it. But I, I, think, I think it's necessary. Right. Gee, I think it's point. necessary to have that in business. Right. Even though it's not a physical, like... Basketball. I think it's necessary because if you don't have it, somebody else will, and they will take and, it from and you. As you can imagine, so you need to take back it. to basketball terms. And this is where I really relate to Draymond because because I also look at Draymond of if he didn't have that DNA trait, he's not even in the league. No, because physically, no. Yeah, it's right. not there. He averaged three points and three rebounds per game in 18 minutes. He's from freshman year at Michigan State. Uh, he was fat change. as fuck. You have to change. Yeah, chubby, chubby cheeks. Like, chubby like, cheeks. like. Yeah. That's why. That's why when I see him, <laughs> you know what's really funny is I. Hey, shout out to Pull Up. Draymond was a shout great guest. Guy, Draymond, he was a great guest. I text him and tell him, yeah. uh, you know, I he's said the he best. Had chipmunk cheeks back then. He's the fucking. He best, said he bro. lost twenty five pounds the last two. Twenty three pounds, yeah. Crash diet since his, March, right? His body has changed, and yeah. you can tell by the pace he played. hundred percent. He changed our series. Everybody talk about Steph. Yeah, Steph is great. Game three. Draymond changed our series. Bro, game three. I'm watching it unfold. I'm watching it. This is where I love my brother. Like I'm, and I, I want to give him daps. So I'm watching. Oh, what was that? Mo- I'm about to tell a story, but there's Kobe. a Kobe story. I, I, okay. I want to hear both stories. You're gonna hear both stories. Yeah. This is gonna Harwood. You're gonna fucking love this. I'm watching Game Three, and I'm like, this motherfucker's about to will this game in his favor. That's what Draymond did in Game Three, in my opinion. Like you, I was watching it. I was like physically watching it. I'm like, I'm like, the normal thing that happens here is the road team wins that game three 99% of the time in that situation. And I'm watching Draymond, and I'm like, he's gonna fucking will this game. And I believe that. I believe, and you know, obviously you have way better perspective, CJ, and you were right there fucking playing it as an outside observer. I fucking that's it. 
Went to, like, went to sleep, did my thing, did some more, went to sleep. Next day, whatever, I think I'm traveling. And I see that AJ fucking tweets something like. I just said Draymond. Yeah, that was it. Period. And I was like, this is that brother shit. That was it, that was the full story. This next one's more ridiculous. More Do you know what? Well, hold on. Like Before that? you get to it, did you, CJ? Did you feel that with game Dre? Three. Our game three. Yes. Game three in Portland. He uh, was attacking a lot. He in this when a, the game was out of reach. Yeah. He was fucking. Even the even the even the buzzer point. beater. Yeah, tell that me. shit matters. Poise and calmness about them, where like you up seventeen, and usually, <laughs> we, like okay, like I'll I'll rewind. We're down seventeen against Denver, game seven on yes. the road, right? And like my face, like my face always looks the fucking same. Like, Can I say something, CJ, real quick? Open, Can I say something real quick? Right. I know exactly. I apologize, but I want to add to this conversation. That was when you, I, when you started this interview just now. I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna do this interview the way he plays. Like all like, like he's like Gary Vaynerchuk is here. I'm like, fuck, like because honestly, like that that really caught my attention. That game seven right. and like how like you went and literally. I thought of Game Seven for five seconds in the beginning of this podcast, in the way that you started the podcast. Right. I'm like, oh, this is fucking how this guy goes. Yeah, so yeah. I have moods and and, and shit. Okay. Like I'm a happy go like like you probably yep. can tell. I'm a happy go lucky yep. person. We can talk about TV shows. Yep. Talk about wine. We talk about things I like, and I'll smile. But when I play, like this is my job. You know what I mean? And a lot of times throughout the regular season, I'll smile or I'll do stuff. But like when I'm trying to accomplish something, it's like you, you yeah. lock in. Game Seven, it's like. I'll celebrate, laugh. Me and Dame smile before the game. You catch me before the game, I'm laughing, jokes, I'm FaceTiming my grandma, like whatever. Like it's, it's life. Talking to Jennifer. Talking to uh, Jennifer, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I'm locked in, I'm focused, you know what I'm saying? But like game seven, we're down 17 and it's stoic. It's, it's yeah. um, And that's what they do like as Ryan a collective Holiday. team. I read a lot of Ryan Holiday yeah. books, The Obstacles of the Way, yep. and I've kind of changed. Like sometimes my mom will tell me, you gotta really focus in and, and, and lock in. And sometimes it's cool to be happy-go-lucky. So like playoff, it's like boom. It's serious. So we down 17. I'm looking like this. Like, I look at everybody. I'm like, look, man, we're supposed to lose this game. We're on the road. Percentages against us. I said, but if we get this joint close, we get it down to 10 before halftime, they go tighten up. They yep. go tighten up. Denver. Denver, yeah. Right. You you fast forward. They tighten up. We go on a run, ISO, yep, pull up, bang, game. And I look at them and I say, I'm built for this. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I feel. And it's straight face. We get in the locker room. I'm smiling. I'm screaming. Yeah, and FaceTime my girl like, ah, I told you. <laughs> Joking around. But like it's it's stoic. And the point you started this conversation with was that's Draymond, what they do as a team. Them as a team, right? Mm. It's not like Draymond didn't have to tell them like, yo, lock in. They'll tighten up. Nothing. They looked at each other and you seen it. And as you're playing against them, you're like, fuck. I haven't seen this movie before. We just got to keep it over 10. I was like, let's just keep it over 10. Keep it over a two-possession mm-hmm. game because with Steph, it's three threes. That's mm-hmm. damn near 10 points. He might get fouled on one of them four-point play. <laughs> so we up 17. He, he yells to Mav, and Draymond will tell you, he yells to Mav. He was like, watch, wait till the fourth quarter, Mav. We didn't seen this story before. And I'm looking at Mav. I'm like, Mav, shut up. Like, don't say nothing to him. Don't get him going. Like, I need Draymond to be thinking about how we up 17. And Mav just smiles and, like, says something back. Long story short, they come back, not just once, but three times in three consecutive games mm-hmm. with us being up 17. Mm-hmm. People will say we choked it away, and I will agree that we we mishandled, things, yep. we mishandled some possessions. Mm-hmm. But uh, we watched the film. We look at the shots we got. We got shots. We got opportunities. Mm-hmm. We didn't stop them. You're up 17, almost 20. If you don't score for four possessions in a row or five possessions in a row, it hurts you. But if you don't score and they do consistently, <laughs> that's when you swing 20 points. And that's what happened. And like, the whole point in telling the story is that 
they're battle tested. Like even I last night, I bet you Toronto was uncomfortable, 100%. even though they were up eleven. They 100%. were probably thinking about our series. A hundred percent in the huddles, their coach is probably like, "Yo, it's thirty seconds left, but you never know what's going to happen." They may score eleven points. I get it. I get and it. And it's historically because of how I get they're it. wired. And and it's mine. I believe in this shit the most. AJ Jordan, your face is about to explode. I don't remember it well yeah, enough. Fill in some the Kobe story. I, I hope once you start it. So Kobe. Kobe, it's, a, it's a crazy story. Lakers playoffs. Let me set up. By the way, how good? Hold on. How good was that insight just now? Awesome. That was that, that. Wasn't that fucking but awesome? It's the thing I believe. It's, it's funny. You believe it? It's the only yeah. thing I know. Okay. I actually don't know the physical stuff. I mean it. The you know the psychological, that's, emotional. That's the only thing I know. And you can literally train yourself. Like it's, this is a learned skill. Yeah, believe like, this shit. I've laughed. Have you have you listened to the? And now I can laugh and then the switch like bam like you can see ah. like the great ones the switch and you probably have the switch. <laughs> when you go in a meeting, you could be fucking joking around, you t- playing with your daughter. I'm about the switch right now. And then the switch like, goes. Yeah, the sw- uh-huh. Do I have the switch? Probably not. Yeah. I don't, think so. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but like I've I don't have the switch. I don't have the switch. I want to get this off before we bounce. Ready? Me and AJ, I can tell you this. Me and AJ don't discuss an outside Jets football sports thing for four years at this point. Okay. Like it is not part of our okay. normal. Yeah. Right. This is not what we do with each other right. where we like mention things going on in sports as it's happening. Okay. We, we watch Jet games together. I'm The only other sport we kind of both like is basketball. I've been checked out for two decades so he doesn't have a party to talk about. We basically never ever... I, I would argue that up until the point of this story, we hadn't told each other about something that happened in the NBA. Only the lottery. Yeah, maybe the Knicks. The lottery. Zion yeah. lottery, yeah. okay. So go ahead. Just every lottery. Go ahead. I don't, go ahead. Uh, this is a Lakers, crazy story. playoffs, I want to say either finals or Western Conference, deep and important, and Lakers are probably up three. More. Against They're Boston? Who are we, we talking three, about? I don't even know. I, I'll I, listen. I'm missing go, some go. Maybe guns. I we don't, don't know when. It's a while ago. It was a uh, while ago. Uh, yeah, it's a while. This is like 10 years ago. Plus. Lakers finals was definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're up three with like a minute left and a teammate of his, I don't even remember who, misses the free throw to put him up four and Kobe goes ballistic. Like the other team gets a rebound. Was it I was just going to say, it probably was It wasn't a famous one. It's not a famous one. Keep going. Devin Jordan. I got it, but keep going. Anyway. Kobe kills him, Sasha. like just kills him, right? Like you just see, and Kobe doesn't hide it. So then they go down and they miss, and the Lakers got the ball up three with like 40 to go, and then Kobe gets fouled. Kobe goes up the free throw line, misses the first free throw, kills himself. Like the amount of disdain Kobe had for himself when he missed the free throw after eviscerating his teammate 20 seconds earlier. Yeah. And he's just like, the ref's like trying to give Kobe the ball for the <laughs> he next He doesn't want throw. it. He does, he's not even ready yeah. killing himself. And I just call Gary up, and Gary goes, the way Kobe just reacted, I go, yeah. And wow. I was just like, wow. what, you know, say what you want about Kobe. What I love about Kobe, though, was he held himself himself to that. Like, he wasn't a hypocrite. He killed, let's say it was Sasha, I don't remember who it was. He killed himself even harder. And it was just like a dope moment. Just somebody who was a killer. Like, we talk about wanting to win, and it was just, it was awesome. Wow. And, like, I didn't even know Gary was watching the game. I actually assumed he wasn't watching the game. I never watched it. Yeah. You called him and you just and said exactly Kobe. What I was yeah. calling about. So. Can you? That, that's a dope story. Can you be trained to become a killer though? No. No. I think you. I think you can become. I, I think there's I, nurture that can be had. I, I mean, I think there's some. Really. Gary's eleven years older than I am. I would say by nature I'm less of an assassin, but by growing up with an older brother who didn't let me win in one-on-one <laughs> basketball until right. I was seventeen, there's crazy. a nurture part. It, it's both. There is to an extent, but you have to be lucky enough to have. A father, sister, an uncle, somebody close, a best friend. You have to have somebody to help. AJ's saying the same thing. I think. I don't think you can. I think you can maximize your range. 
Okay. Right? Like, yeah. I can't be a world-class singer if but I take 10, a singing lesson. But 10,000-hour rule, you could become pretty yes. good. Okay. Yes, and that's where the entrepreneur thing is interesting to me. Like, we all have our limits. Right. But I do think you can push to your upper limit yeah. with nurture. Yeah, what do you think about that, see? Yeah, I agree with the limits thing. And, and one of the things Damon and I had talked about, and it's crazy. He was getting a massage. This is like a, a backstory. This is after game seven going into the Warrior Series. He's getting a massage by the masseuse. And I walk in, he's like, did you hear me talking about you? And I said, no. And he was like, I was just telling our masseuse that you're the only player I've played with who, who is fearless, who has no fear, who, who's not afraid of anything. The moment, no moment is ever too big because of how you've trained your mentality. I believe in it. And I think mm-hmm. that, like what you said before, is you can you can grow to your range, like your range, but I think that my range, like early on, like losing to my brother and being doubted, you know what I'm saying? You grow up in a small city, you're five, oh, two, your freshman year, all the it. chicks were taller yes, than you. Yes. Like I tell my girl now, my fiance, like, yeah. it's like all the chicks were taller than me until my senior year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was really small. I'm like, that wired me differently that. to where like I became fearless and then I failed early. I had zero points in a game early. I missed game winning free throws. I missed game winning shots. Shit. So then I became fearless. Like I've already failed. I've seen the worst. CJ, I'm not supposed to be CJ, here. adversity is the foundation of success. I genuinely believe that. You know, it's funny when you said like the moment, like I have this reoccurring dream that I give a keynote that is simulcast to every person on earth. Like literally, like I picture myself right now, it's weird. I feel like I'm in like, I don't know why I think I'm in Africa. It's very warm. I feel like I'm in South America. But I like, I walk out and it's like so many people, but I also right before I take the mic, know every single person's listening. And I fucking like think about it a lot. And it's like, I only like, you know, back to like grub basketball that I play. The one thing that I like, I understand. I'm t- I'm not a good player at all. But the only time like I feel good is when it's 11-11 and I like am ready to take a two pointer to try to win it. Though I've missed the far majority of them, the moment is the only thing that gets me going. Shooting your shot. It's just like investing. And I say I use the term empty the clip. Like when you, I yep. said we're going to this playoff. I'm emptying my clip. Like. Oh, for 30? Cool, I emptied the clip. It's funny, there's a couple guys here who play with us. We play six, I haven't played in a while. 6 a.m. on 14th I know, I was supposed to play this morning. I know, so there's a couple guys in here that like uh, that I've played with. Like, there was a game, I'm thinking one moment right now, where I probably was one for 30 for real, right? For real. And it's like a tie game, and AJ's like, and it was like the first, I remember it was after not playing for a long time too, and we're playing with a bunch of people on his team that I don't. they don't know me, and it's like a tie game, and he's like getting on them, like don't let him shoot. And I remember thinking in this moment, these fucking kids are like, what are you talking about? He's the only one that we want shooting. I didn't hit the game winner, but it was the fact that AJ was telling, like, and I think that's that's not something I trained. Right. Like that's always been the case. I've like I only I want every piece of pressure. I do that in life. I do that as an entrepreneur. I do that as a CEO of a company. I want all the pressure on me. Yeah. All of it. I even, it's actually my shortcoming because I want it all. Right. All. That's dope. Here's some pressure. Every person listening should buy old basketball cards graded <laughs> and you will make money. And, and secondly, I, I appreciate you coming. I know we've taken up a lot yeah, of your I time. Bounce. I just want to say one thing. AJ said that he was short players at 6 a.m. oftentimes. He was short, you know, nine guys late. waiting yeah. in the 10th. You, you shout out that location. I guarantee you, you won't be short on players. <laughs> Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching.